0: Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to another special edition of our Holy Week episodes of the 167 podcast. This is episode 128. This is Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church, and as always, I'm with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh.
1: Hey, Shannon. How's it going?
0: (laughs) I don't know why it makes me giggle every time, but it does. It's going good. It's going good. It is Holy Week. We are in Holy Week. So...
1: And it's Friday.
0: It is Friday, so we call it Good Friday. Yes. So, um, which, of course, I say of course, maybe you don't know why it's called Good Friday, but very quickly.
1: Well, because people outside of Christianity always ask, why do you call it Good Friday?
0: Yeah, and it's like, oh, because Jesus died on the cross. Again, I, mean, I ask, why, why do you call it yes. Good Friday? Well, because on Sunday, he rose again. Um, so, yeah, yes, we call it Good Friday because of what is accomplished on the cross. Um, and that's what I want us to talk about for a few moments together um, today. So imagine, if you will, a dry erase board. Okay. Yeah? Um, and you write something on that board, like the word sin, mm-hmm. and then you go, oh no, no, I'm gonna erase that, and you erase it. But if you look closely- It's still there. You still see it. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, and I say that because I'm one of those people, I think we have a difficult time understanding the righteousness by which God, that God bestows upon us because of what Jesus has accomplished on the cross, um, and we don't v- really view ourselves as completely forgiven. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um and so I wonder, you know if there's probably I know there's one whiteboard here at the church that was here before we came and moved out to this campus. Yes, and you look close enough and you can see where things were written. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how many of us I mean that's you know that could be five years old, five yeah. years ago written on there. I mean maybe more where you can see where something was mm-hmm. And I wonder, I don't wonder. I know a lot of people, Um, who are struggling. Like They're like, oh yeah, God is merciful. God is just. God is love. All these things. But I wonder if there is a a lack of understanding of his righteousness and how that removes our sin. It makes it like nothing had ever been written on the dry erase board. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a reason that... And that's what I want to talk about. Were you about to say something?
1: It's like we have this... Uh, even if we completely understand or try to understand it, there's like two percent of our minds want mm-hmm. or doubt, wondering how much residual is left.
0: Sure, and and I and there's definitely a difference between the consequences of sin mm-hmm. and the the um, the uh, the the act or whatever of it, like being present with you. Like yeah. it's different.
1: Yeah, because. Just because you're forgiven of a sin doesn't mm-hmm. mean there won't be any consequences, and right. sometimes that's hard for us to separate because we fit, like we want to think that if we're forgiven from mm-hmm. it, we get off scot free,
0: mm-hmm. right? And that's and not, that's not the case, right? Right, which is the whole reason Jesus went to the cross. Yes, there had to be. There was a he, he paid the price, the consequence of our sin, but we still.
1: But that's not. Deal with the that, sin. Yeah, that he 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 dealt, dealt with the consequences. Yes. He dealt with the eternal consequences of our sin. Yes, but not the worldly consequences Correct. or ramifications that our sin has brought upon ourselves. Right, right. Whether we're forgiven or not.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, if we think if if understanding God's righteousness is a difficulty, then depending on how old you are and how long you've been a believer or no, I'll just say how old you are because you could be a one-year-old believer and, and, and be 60 years old. And so you're going, wow, I've got, I've got 59 years of stuff that on that dry erase board that I've tried to erase. Mm -hmm. Um, or you could be 25 years old and have, you know, like, it doesn't really matter age Age. or time as it's that, how much stuff are we going? I'm not like if you gave me a pop quiz mm-hmm. and the question was, Shannon, are you forgiven of your sins? I would I would write yes. I would yes. I would check yes on mm-hmm. there. But it's like, okay, I know that in my mind, but is there still a part of us that feels like there's just a little bit of a stain?
1: Yeah, it's it's you know it, but do you completely believe right.
0: it? And that to me is that is a is a lack of, well, it could be a lack, one, of understanding of God's righteousness, but two, is believing that it's actually available. Mm-hmm. And and that's where that is. Psalm 51. Yeah. Psalm 51 is assumed by most scholars, of which I am not, but I've, I've read about the scholars. Um, but uh, Psalm 51 is assumed to be the song of... That David wrote after his whole deal with Uriah and Bathsheba.
1: I mean, that's a safe bet.
0: Okay, so if you don't know the Bathsheba-Uriah story, I will tell you briefly. The army was off fighting. King David was not. He was at home. He saw Bathsheba across the way on a roof bathing and was like,
1: "Hmm, She hot.
0: Yes, bring her to me. Oh, but hang on, she's married bring her to me anyway i'm the king so she comes to him they uh have relations and she becomes pregnant all while her husband is off to war as he should be because he's a soldier he's doing what he's supposed to do Mm -hmm. so david's idea is oh i know i'll bring uriah home i will encourage him to spend the evening with his wife and hopefully that will be the cover for her being pregnant yeah and uriah is so faithful (laughs) that he's like I I can't go home. I can't go home and and enjoy a meal and be with my wife. Like, I can't do that when the soldiers are out there fighting. So he slept the night in the doorway of the castle, whatever, the temple, whatever, not temple, um, wherever David lived. Palace.
1: Castle. Palace. Sure,
0: sure. And so David's like, are you kidding me? Like, and at this point, you know, he's probably feeling really, really small. Like, wow, I took this guy's wife and now he won't even go home to her. So then he's like, well... What else am I gonna do? So he arranges for Uriah to be killed in battle. Actually to give the signal for his like Battalion comrades to, yeah, to, to withdraw. To yeah. Well, yeah, sends yeah. him to the front line and then there's a signal for his the guys fighting around him to withdraw so that he's open and he is killed in war. This is what David was dealing with.
1: A guy after God's own heart.
0: Y- yes. And so David writes in Psalm fifty one, and all this is about us understanding the righteousness of God, okay? So this is what he wrote about sin. Um because how in the world, okay, here's the reason, how in the world do you move on from that? Like how do you move on as a as someone who loves God? How do you move on from those acts? Mm. And some of us go, "Well, I would never do that." Well, I, maybe you wouldn't do that exactly, but oh my goodness, Josh, our hearts are wicked. Oh yeah. And without the work of the Holy Spirit, we are prone to really, really do some horrendous things in, uh, in, you know, in our humanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you watch like 48 hours or 60 minutes or any kind of yeah. those documentaries? I mean, we're wicked. We're I, wicked people.
1: I mean, this example is used as a, an example to show how strong God's forgiveness is that it covers even that to that extent. So mm-hmm. it'll cover anything we, Cause mm-hmm. you, you, cause you, like you said, well, I'd never do that. Right. Well, even because it even covers to that extent, it covers what you would have, what you have done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And here's, this is where I think the struggle is, is like for some people it, you know, it's like, how do you move on after something, you know, bad like that? How do you move on after something that, that's so huge, that's maybe so wrong Um, maybe you've hurt people in the process and how do you get past that and and take that one uh tiny episode of your life that one tiny little season of your life and move on from that well david writes in psalm 51 he says have mercy on me O god according to your steadfast love Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, there's a lot. There's just some really significant words in here. Yeah, Have mercy on me, God, according to your love, your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me from my iniquity. There's the whiteboard I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. And he says, and cleanse me from my sins. Mm -hmm. This was David's prayer, knowing that. Having an understanding of the righteousness of God, David, in his in his repentance, in his grief, mm-hmm. this is what he did. Well, this is what he didn't do. He didn't look in the mirror. He looked at God,
1: mm. and
0: I think that's something important for us to understand. If if you f- find yourself in this place of I need to fully live into the righteousness of God. Um, this is the work of Jesus. This is what happened on Good Friday. This is what is being set in motion. David knew in part what now we are finding out in whole, like in full, like the righteousness of God has now been made um, available to all Mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ. Um, Because you know that in David's prayer, what we don't see in it, but what we know is that there was going to be a whole sort of sacrificial thing? Yeah. That they, we, based on this, based on who David was and after God's own heart, and this, what he wrote in Psalm fifty-one, you know that there was he went to the temple. You know there was sacrifice mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. So, according to your uns, uh, your steadfast love, he says, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my tr- transgressions, wash me from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sins. So he's asking, he's seeking God for mercy. He's declaring it's God's abundant mercy. God, you're not just, you don't just give out a little bit of mercy. God doesn't do that. He doesn't give a small amount of mercy. He's all or nothing. And so here's the deal about the righteousness is that we can apply the greatness of God. We we easily apply it to his holiness. We can even easily apply it to his wrath, right? Mm-hmm. His, but... And his justice, he is a just God. That's why they have the sacrificial system, right? But but when it comes to understanding his righteousness, and, and righteousness and mercy are there um, very closely connected. I mean, it's his mercy is because he is righteous. All right, so David says, if you wash me, I'll be whiter than snow. I'll, I will be, like, it's not just a race board white. Right. And a race board is not whiter than snow. He's like you wash me and because of your righteousness, God, I am whiter than snow. There is no little stain left. So if God decides to wash you and I, Josh, how clean are we? White as snow. We're we're yeah, there's yeah. there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like we are white as snow. We have to be. Mm-hmm. Um five weeks ago. Why does
1: a new dry erase board?
0: <laughs> That's right. Five weeks ago, the Lord impressed on me. It was the Sunday, um, when I think it's February 26th, I believe. Um, when he said, leave it, he told me to leave my iPad. That was
1: May 5th, March 5th.
0: March 5th it was? Okay. Yeah. So he told me to leave it, leave it sitting there. So I was like, okay. Um, and, and I did so and we, you know, just had a a beautiful time of of prayer and worship that day the verse that the lord impressed on me in the worship service was first john 1 9 yeah and it says this um that the promise is this if we confess our sin god he is faithful and just to cleanse us of our sin. So is he cleansing us on his power or our power? His. His. Yeah. He will cleanse us from our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a it's complete, it's in total. It's not our version of clean. It's not our version of forgiveness. It's not our version of mercy. God's mercy is not our version version of I'm going to do this as rightly as I can. <coughs> Bless you. It's God's righteousness is complete and total and that is something as we contemplate the cross on this good friday is for you to understand dear listener that the righteousness of god has completely covered you and made you whiter than snow when you confess your sins when you called out to him that first time and as you continue to call out to him he completely and totally washes you clean this is what we celebrate on good friday for our sake god made jesus to be sin the one who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of god that's what second corinthians 5 21 tells us for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Um that righteousness of God, that's the phrase, the righteousness of God. So what did we become, Josh, when we accepted Jesus on the cross?
1: I'm not a new creation.
0: Yeah, I'm not just a cleaner version of who I was before. Right? A an attempt on that, right? I'm Random. the righteousness of God. Yeah. You are the righteousness of God. He made us to be the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a whole lot in there. Um you know, we we are the righteousness of God. And so this is what he did on the cross. This is what he wanted um us to become. Uh he wanted to bring us into his presence. And and so as we've been talking about this, you know, we we can't come into the presence of God with anything of sin in our life, which is why we know we come before Him as a follower of Jesus because we are His righteousness. And so I just I pray on this Good Friday that you uh, read Second Corinthians five twenty one and First John one nine and you read Psalm fifty one, and you consider um, how totally and completely. Uh, God has made you his righteousness and live no more under the stain of the past. And because I think in this process, Josh, this is when, um, you know, we've been talking about being at the cross. This is, we can stand at the cross and know Mm -hmm. and know. So um, I hope today has been encouraging to you all. We would love to see you on Sunday and uh we've got three services
1: we have a sunrise at seven at, and then two indoors one at nine and the other one at 10 30.
0: and in between the nine and 10 30 we have our egg hunt for our our elementary our preschool and elementary basically age basically birth to fifth grade yes that's right for at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. uh, we plan to have that out on the on the lawn so uh we hope that you will be here to celebrate The Risen Christ with us on Sunday, and we look forward to talking to you again on a new episode. See you, bye. Bye. You've been listening to The 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining
1: 167 hours of your week.